So there could be an opportunity here. Possibly see UPF get a surge. First person to Living Legend point Azalea. Hello everybody, I am back for episode 16 of the Win and In podcast. I am joined with my usual guests and hosts, Mr. Gabe Hohenstein and Jonathan Wyatt. Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Great, great. Just living the dream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got that <laughs> off-season off beard going, so uh, I'm not... The, yeah, yeah, mine's being pretty woo. Yeah, I'm not the same man I was during the on-season. <laughs> <laughs> Relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It That's that's the word for it. It has been a bit relaxing. Um, we, unfortunately, as Team C, did not advance into the Fab Cup, and so it's kind of just been a lull uh, this last week. But that is going to be changing here pretty soon and that's kind of why we're uh, doing a podcast today is because there's a lot of news on the horizon um, and I think one of the biggest one that we have got is the name of the new set mm -hmm. that is coming out in I think it, what was it um, yeah late Somewhere March that I think, yeah late March that's what it I was I believe yeah. it was so late March March 24. Um, March 24. Uh, yeah, okay, so March 24th, we're getting a new set. It is called Outsiders. Um, it is quite leading that it is the, the pits. Um, so, you know, this is the area where Azalea uh, reigns supreme, you know, just uh, sniping bad guys <laughs> left and right. Robin Hood style. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's like the, you know, vigilante over there. So... Uh, we're expecting to get some Azalea. Uh, it looks like we'll probably get maybe some Assassin. Ooh, that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then there is even spicier talk about uh, possibly a Mechanologist as well, because this is um, an area that is associated with um, a lot of the Mechanologist mm -hmm. cards and Dash herself. And then finally, there's even more spicier talk that we might even get a new class. You guys heard anything about? Yes, this? I have Le Lexi Bell or okay. uh, yeah, Lena, Lena Bell. Bell. That's it, Lena Bell. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah because I guess, and you know what? You hear this a hundred times over. You you hear it from every little group that um, they always say, oh. Don't worry, us Levia mains. James White says it's coming next year, you know. Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, don't worry, you know. James White says hold on to your potions. That's means it's coming next year. So, uh, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. But if this potion thing is real, then Lena Bell would fit quite perfectly in. Yeah, for sure. I am kind of curious because uh, I and I need to look back at the article that said this because uh, I know that recently there was an article released that James White said that they only wanted to focus on existing classes and talents. So Ooh, I, true. I am true. curious if Lana Bell is going to be released in the expansion set that's following Outsiders. But mm -hmm. that's just that's just my speculation hat on there. Um, so yeah. kind of kind of interested on in the whole outsiders theme in general. I, I you know just looking at the art, it's not really my flavor. Okay, okay, 
You're not digging the flamethrower? <laughs> I, I don't like how crazy it is, but that's just me. Some people kind of like that thing. And uh, I think it, yeah. I think it definitely offers, you know, the pits will offer that kind of uh, that kind of style for people that are looking for it. So I think that's great. Um, it's like a chaos and ingenuity mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah, I think kind of like towards Borderlands or like the Psychos. Yeah. Which, yeah. I think that's a good analogy. If you're coming from Magic, it reminds me quite a bit of Rakdos. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I think I definitely think it has like an interesting theme going on here. Now, out of curiosity, did you guys look at this artwork? What did you guys think? Um, did you guys think it's like a hero? Do you think it's like a class, or do you think it's like a, gen- a generic oh. thing? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, my thought of it was like this card's going to be the exude confidence of. Alice oh, okay. So yeah. I don't necessarily think it's going to be someone as a hero or, you know, as a class itself, but just one of those cards that just the art stands out so much and it's a generic. So a lot of people use it. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm thinking it will be a generic art card that will, yeah, like likely majestic, like you're saying, Eric. So I know some people were saying it's like a fire hero. Um, I mean, that'd be cool. Get a little bit. Even a new element. Yeah, Essence of Fire. Um, I was thinking when I first saw it that that was going to be like the new warrior class. Like a different... <laughs> like a berserker Ooh. warrior. Yeah, like kind of like the warriors, like the, the movie kind of thing. But yeah. it's like more of that more of that uh, psycho uh, kind of look to it. So yeah. um, that's what I was kind of thinking initially. But, um, you know... You know what? Flesh and Blood is... I love the namings of their cards. And if they make a card that says come out and play and it shows like three bottles <laughs> from like, yeah, you know, yeah. like the old Warriors movie, That'd be fun. Like, come out and play. Yeah, I could totally see that Dude, as a flesh If that's card. like, I could not only see that as the name with like, th- that's all you got, this round's on me, that kind of thing, like come out to play. And then that yeah. artwork, like just like, someone sick. with like a brain shooting like flames out of it, like. <laughs> i don't know like I, so like while the artwork may not be like my style i'm not like going crazy over this this isn't um leave no witnesses here for me right you don't like the fishnets <laughs> yeah. fish man that's all we needed i mean yeah maybe like maybe like drunk two weeks ago i i'd be into that but like <laughs> yeah you that's know fair, like, fair. lss does does enough to excite you just outside of like you know the major artwork they also have a bunch of easter eggs in any set so mm-hmm. really excited that this set is coming i think it's oh, yeah. i think it's been long due um it I agree. and like I agree. Uh, you know just like classic jonathan style gotta gotta <laughs> throw in one one little complaint in there <laughs> one, one little one there <laughs> you know kind of disappointed that it's releasing at the end of q q1 here right Oh, you know what? That's funny. I was actually just talking about that last night. Um, yeah, because there's going to be a calling pretty soon after, uh, or before, I should say. And it was just like in the Indianapolis calling. It was like, oh, man, that would have been kind of cool to have that be the first calling. Like the first calling of the year in the States to, to also be the first calling to have the new set. Yeah, so like, you know, just got to wait a little bit to to get that first set of the, the year. But, I mean, do you, mm-hmm. do you think it's like they want to see how the um, Dynasty went off since we haven't had necessarily calling since Dynasty came out? 
Yeah, I think that could have played a little bit into it, the delay that happened there um, with Dynasty Before Worlds, because I think it was mm-hmm. delayed about a, about a month, um, if I recall. Mm-hmm. So I think that could have played a little bit into it as well. But um, I think given that this news happened and that um, LSS even kind of predicted this, James White put out a huge article about just um, just play in general, organized play in general, and how it's going to turn out right. for this next yep. year. So. Yeah, a lot of new changes on that. Um, all right, we can get into that. But I first want to give uh, something I'm very excited about to kind of negate your your ooh, complaint ooh. here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are getting a it's, so the outsiders are going to be a draft format or it's going to be uh-huh. a draft set. And um, from what I've seen, we're getting four heroes. And so we're going back to the four heroes, nice. which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm sorry for for glossing over that. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's a very cool um, thing. It hasn't been since Monarch since we've had four heroes, um, so it's it's very curious. That's why you know there's there's room if there's going to be a new class. Who knows? I. I have also read that article saying that James White saying let's just keep it you know chill for now, but it wouldn't surprise me all too much if it just like ah my here's an <laughs> it just slipped in for you. I don't know how that got there. Yeah, yeah, well, you know every every class every, after this we will calm down. After at first, you know, we were getting used to like those four hero sets, you know, for the first three, and then like they were like, all right, we got the yeah. best three hero set you've ever seen. Tales of Aria comes out, and they're like, all right, we got the worst three hero set you have, <laughs> you have ever oh, seen. So then, so then they're like, all right, we're throwing out Uprising, like, right? So we we went through that, and now they're like, all right, let's go back to go back to what we know. So, Jeez yeah. Yeah. yeah, so very, very excited in the draft perspective there. Um, and then, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. So that has been one of the big news. Uh, the other big news is what you were referring to is we do got a bit of a change in the organized play. Uh, instead of last year or this year, still it's still this year, mm-hmm. it's still 2022. Um, you know, we got a pro tour. We got two pro tours, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, two pro tours. Two pro tours and a world, which are like major tournament. Obviously, Callings and Battle Harns all in between. Mm-hmm. But basically... From I want to say probably February to November, there was something like almost every week as far as like a tournament goes. Um, so it was a <coughs> year of flesh and blood, no doubt. But we're scaling back, right? Yeah. Well, didn't the article even talk about that? Like on the money, mm-hmm. that was too much to handle. There was some some like the LSS has been pretty good listening to players and yeah that's one of the components. yeah I think uh, I think burnout has kind of been uh, a huge term that's been thrown out the last kind of two years that since we've been playing this game here and uh, yeah I think the events were a little intense and even just kind of like that release schedule along with all the cool promos and um, a lot of that FOMO that was going on in the early 2020s. Um, now that that's kind of over, you know, James White took a very reasonable approach, 
said, hey, that was a little much. We're hearing the feedback. We're seeing mm-hmm. that, you know, what's happening in the world right now. So we're going to we're going to take our foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Right. And, and hopefully see more sustained growth through this. So kind of kind of part of that big announcement was discussing that they're going to have three main products this season, something we're already kind of aware of based off of um, what they discussed at our world's um, kind of dinner or um, the, players banquet. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah players yeah, banquet. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so they kind of announced that during that players meeting there. And then um, also here, they kind of just solidified that with more dates about when they expect these products to be kind of meta, right, for that season and mm-hmm. how that how that organized play schedule kind of looks. So, um, you know, kind of looking at this, I think the, the most interesting thing is that I thought they were going to go back to the crucible award days where it was welcome to wraith arcane rising and then crucible war the expansion set and then mm-hmm. that would be worlds right but it seems this season they're doing main set expansion set and then they're doing yeah. a main yeah. set for worlds a standalone yeah a standalone set yeah. yeah yeah and that's the first time we've had a standalone set right yeah, so like I don't know, there's there's a lot to kind of eat up here, right? There's a lot of really good information. So outsiders first, March through June, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and that's going to be Pro Tour, right? So with other seasonal programs involved, there we got Road to Nationals and Skirmish Season Six. So quite a few events for probably the first one. Kind of interesting to see that um, Pro Tour is in the U.S. They haven't announced the spot yet. Uh, everyone's kind of still waiting for it. Wait, that's true. It's it's yeah. We know it's going to be U.S., but we just don't know yeah. where. Um, so we'll two see. pieces of information we're waiting uh, on. We're waiting for our uh, Elo to be updated. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, holy and, moly! Also, I'm and we're waiting for Pro Tour USA to be announced. <laughs> but yeah, right. back to what you were saying, right. Eric. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like it is. You know, I love looking at net decks. I love that stuff. I love seeing what people do, and then you know, working off of that, right? Uh, I know net decker sometimes gets a um, negative name to it, but I mean, it's a great way to learn. Great way to live. However, <laughs> we haven't got like so. We've had. Um, Battle uh, Hard in Hong Kong, and we do have the decks mm-hmm. for those, but it took a while. We've had Battle Hard in Singapore, and this has happened over two weeks ago. We still don't have that those decks. And I'm like, yo, I want to see this Lexi deck. I want to know how this guy beat Bravos. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, so yeah, little, I I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm with you. It so, is kind of interesting I'm because actually- like, it, it it's like the the fab conversation the fab rumor mill it moves pretty quickly but you know sometimes like these rumors move through the wind so quickly that like you don't know like is it confirmed yet is it not confirmed right yeah. so so yeah, kind of interesting that, that we hear this but yeah i imagine that um that lexi deck is more of an ice lexi version based off of what i've been seeing lately um but yeah that's that's just a guess so I have scoured the internet 
I have typed in this guy's name and Lexi in so many ways, and Beep. went to all the little um, the deck sites. Um, I found on FabDB, and here again, this could just be some guy saying, "Hey, I'm the guy. Here's the, my deck list." <laughs> um, but I bought into it. <laughs> sure, why not? I need it. I need something. Um, and the Lexi list looks a bit lightning and ice. Um, even running Heaven's Claws. So, interesting. Um, pretty, yeah, it's pretty spicy. I still don't know how you, he beat Bravo. It was only a 50 person battle hard. Maybe that has something oh, to do with it. So it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, God. Look, look, he still got, he still got his PTI. He still got his gold foil. It definitely counts all, for him. All of our, all of our Singapore viewers just went out the window. Sorry, guys. It's not over. It's not over. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I know. If anything, he probably would have just sent me if I just asked him, and now I'm not going to get it. You know what I have seen, though? I, I do actually want to discuss this because, like I said, I've been looking for this deck list. I've been updating every every day. You know what I've noticed with Flesh and Blood or with LSS right now? Hmm. UPF is really being pushed right now. Have you guys got that or got outside, that at all? outside of uh, outside of the recent expansion set? Um, they've had an article for UPF, uh, like how to play it and whatnot. They are putting up deck lists for UPF. Mm-hmm. They have done that twice now. Um, it seems like UPF is really being pushed. I'm living under a rock. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like if you go to the deck list um, at LSS, the first three ones are UPF decks: Briar Combo, Prism Phantasm Fusion, which is a cool name. I like that name. And Genius Brick and Bracken. Hey, Vester. that's what I like, my man. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, <laughs> what is it called personalities talk about UPF a lot lately. Yeah, is- um, have you guys played it? I know Blake was trying to get onto it at one point. I have no idea but- how it works. I'll be honest. I know it's I mean, just going around in a circle and like get hit from one angle, but... Yeah, I've done some theory crafting on like what I would play for UPF, and it'd probably be something along the lines of Bravo. Um, That'd be good. Just, okay. Just because I feel like heal is like pretty important um, yeah, in, in a format sense. like that, but um, outside of that, no, I didn't, I didn't end up getting the opportunity to play with Blake. Um... You know, part of the reason that that also spoiled me was that they basically said that, like, Yorick isn't a UPF hero. Right? I was so sad. That was the best UPF hero. And since I can't get Taylor, like, I can't be special in UPF. Oh, yeah. If I can't can't show everyone at the table how much money I have, then... uh... Why would you play? (laughs) Yeah, what's the point? I, uh... You know what? I what I think would actually put uh, UPF over the edge um, and actually get more and more people playing because honestly, right now I don't play it and I don't know anyone that does uh, locally. But if Talishar, oh, that could be good. Started doing UPF, um, then like the online client Talishar, obviously, um, then we could possibly see UPF get a surge um, if it's made available because I think that's the problem is that UPF players it doesn't necessarily happen because not everyone's sold on mm-hmm. UPF yet but if you get a, a client that allows you know 
all everyone to come together for it. Except yeah, I, I think that's a really excellent point because like I, I, I even think that Talishar when it first came on, even there for me there was like a bit of reluctance to use it. But like during this off season, mm-hmm. something has kind of changed for me where I'm using it a lot more because it does feel like uh, it, it's gained it's gained enough traction from people that play this game semi-professionally or um, at that right. at that high level that I've actually uh, pushed myself towards using it more. So I think that that if UPF is on that, that that's going to be a really good option to have. Yeah, t- talking about Talishar, uh, Talishar has made a few things to try to make it a more competitive client. I don't think it's there yet. Personally, I do think it is, like you said, semi-competitive. But, um, you know, maybe in the future, maybe it will even get more competitive, and then you can actually start getting some good fucking grinding in on it. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely saw more of the benefits after playing in the competitive team league this last offseason. So um, playing with more international players, I think that there's a lot of opportunity to, to access, you know, get that accessibility just through... Um, a web-based program rather than like through TTS, which is, uh, you know, it, it relies a lot on your hardware being being to a specific spec, right? While a That's web-based true. program can yep. be a little bit more lenient on your equipment. So, dude, I was playing Telshar on my grandpa's computer whenever I was at his place. Oh, good so, old grandpa. And that thing is old as hell. So it's it can support at least those. Man, so well, we're I can play on my iPad. Little did James White know that he's appealing to the geriatric community. They can play flesh and blood on their computers. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a very inclusive. Oh, the boomers. <laughs> you haven't seen no. your grandparents since COVID? Time to reconnect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Play some UPF. Yeah. Yes, Turn this sir. Christmas oh. into family time. <laughs> no politics here. That's good. That's a good selling pitch right there. I like that. Yeah, the politics get settled out in the game. You save it for the game. Exactly. So, um, okay. Uh, another talking point I want to get into. I didn't. I couldn't find a good transition for this one, so this is what I got. Um, that's what happens when you take a week off. We're, in, we're going wild on these transitions. Yeah, right? yeah I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> What's he going to talk about? Shrek? I don't know. All right. So um, this month's Armory, we have the uh, shitty Xmas gift and poster in mm-hmm. the playmat. Um, and, but now coming into the next month Armory, we're going back to the Uprising Heroes. And we are getting Arachne themed, it seems. Because Cut to the Chase is the promo for everyone. Um, and then we have an Arachne. It's what surgical extraction for the playmat. And then I don't know what that is. That a card? It's just anyway. It's the uprising mm-hmm. theme. But the coal foil, which is obviously always the one you want to talk about because that's the one you want, is Arachne himself, the adult hero. Papa. Yeah, really excited to see the adult hero here. So um, I think this is kind of one that we've been anticipating for a while, just to mm-hmm. know how it was going to get released. And then also just being yeah. paired with Cut to the Chase, which is like, you know, Assassin's like oh, really cool. pivotal That's attack reaction so card. My like one thought from this one is like, where's the other dagger? You know, the other cold foil dagger, like... When we kind mm-hmm. of anticipating that to be in That's this That's actually a good point. We have not had another spider's bite yet. So, I opened 
20 this cases of, of this set, and I haven't even gotten my, my cold foil dagger. <laughs> Is LSS, did LSS do something? What are they doing? Fishy, know. fishy. I got one. <laughs> yeah, I was only able to get one side. Why? Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. So let's see. It's um, December now, so this mm-hmm. will be January. So we still have February and March. So maybe we'll see it then. It's a younger acting. It's a little late, though, maybe. I, You know what? All right, that was good, Gabe, because we're going to transition in that. All right, because we, we are getting... Hey, we are getting an adult cold foil arachne, um, but it seems that the young um, hero cold foils are becoming more of a attend a calling sort of situation because the Indianapolis mm-hmm. calling will have cold foil young hero, and that is Dash. You can get a Dash if you go to Indianapolis. And in the nationals of last or this year, we had a Kano. If you went to nationals, you got a Kano. So it might be trending that we get hopeful young heroes instead of like at skirmishes or well, or you know what have you. It might also be at attending these big events. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to to see that this like promo release schedule kind of happening because I know that we've been kind of talking just in the offseason about um, these young cold foil heroes from Arcane Rising. That's kind of been the thing that we've been waiting for for a long time here. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're starting to kind of trickle them out. As you mentioned, with Kano being released in the last national season, the paywall to actually get that card was about $140 to $150, right? Depending on what package you got. Yeah, but yeah, you had to get it. Yeah, so it was, it was really hard to obtain it. And you specifically had to attend nationals. So probably not a lot of these release. Mm-hmm. With Azalea being announced for Skirmish Season 6, that's probably going to be a wider release, and it's more of like a entry win, so probably between somewhere mm-hmm. between 20 and 50 bucks, anywhere between mm-hmm. there. Right, yeah, okay, That may, I see what you're saying, so that has like the initial value. Yeah, nice. and then, you know, Dash being released for, for this uh, Indianapolis event, that's going to be priced around $70 to even obtain that, so... Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of a little interesting because, like, we'll see from three different price points of event entry about where these cold foil young heroes are, but it also creates, like, a lot of variance in the secondary market. So, kind of curious on how that's going to look as we kind of go into the future. But these are really interesting because, like, these are the last cold foil hero promos that we're looking for. So maybe maybe right. not much of a right. conversation piece for those because we just need to get those out and get those get those done with. True. However, I am kind of surprised that with the the announcement of the January Armory promos being an adult hero, that they're willing to do adult heroes for Armory promos when I thought that it would be more of a young hero thing considering that... It's been that Yeah, way. with... with with armory events being more blitz focused and like having that UPF focus, like you're mentioning here, Eric, I think I, I I was thinking that they would do more young heroes for these events. So kind of surprised to see the adult Arachne and then the adult heroes for more of the CC, you know, kind of like national or um, semi international events. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that is interesting. Um, 
that and that's a good point yeah the younger heroes tend to be more um uh casual player friendly um as in like blitz and upf and commoner are all younger heroes um, based formats so uh being an armory um promo would actually make sense to have it and then like instead of i mean like you said it is like we do just need those young cold foil heroes from arcane rise and we just need them out there but it would line up more if they were adult heroes that were being like distributed from these big events like these callings and nationals and worlds and whatnot that 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 makes sense that yeah makes for sense. sure kind of pretty excited that you know we've been waiting for a while for these heroes to get released so really excited to to see the dash come out here because that's one of the young heroes that i actually enjoyed playing early on in the game so really looking forward to that also just kind of ser- like really interested to see how they release young viscerai since that is kind of oh yeah that's that's a hero that's already obtained living legend so it's like it's already kind of like not not played anymore right mm-hmm. so it's like how they release this one is going to be like extra interesting because do they put it behind like another even bigger paywall event because it's already living legend they want it to be a rare card rarer than the kano rarer than the dash rarer mm-hmm. than the azalea because it is that that living legend status not going to get played as much anyway so the people that really want it are going to be those diehard fans so i got you jonathan I, and this is this is um, you know for the future. Any, everyone listening, please take a note because I'm going to tell you how you get this viscerai. What we are going to have in down the line is our first competitive UPF league, and um, the top eight will get these viscerai Coldfoil young heroes. So um, where viscerai can be played is in UPF. And so, get ready for some skeleton viscerai all over again, and that's what we're gonna see. And that is what's gonna take. Not only will you get the co-foil hero, but that will also be what takes the whole. Dude, my my tinfoil ant- antenna is like joining up here. <laughs> tinfoil antenna, and like we're like we're yeah, we're, we're sinking. We're synced we're up sinking because right I now. think that the event that that happens in is also going to be the event we see the cold foil rune chant token. <laughs> Damn. That's good. I like that. That makes ooh. God damn. All right. So, um, well, we got we so, we got yeah. a bit of a hat collection going on here. That's what, yeah, we have that. It's kind of stacking. It's getting True. big. Yeah. So I mean, with with worlds happening this this last season, you know, into last season, we saw the embodiment of Earth. We saw the embodiment of Lightning mm-hmm. and the Soul Shackle. Yeah. Soul yeah. Shackle. So yeah. can't wait to see the Rune Chant come along here. Um, really, really hoping to see more of those embodiment tokens, considering that you know Briar's heading out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got one more season with Briar, right? So it's like they got to get rid of those embodiment mm-hmm. tokens before, like, they're like, there's no point to them, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get Quicken tokens instead. Ooh. Ooh, don't do that to me, Eric. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Seismic surges. Nummy, nummy, nummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the next armory. So, but now I want to go back. Well, okay, I want to go forward, I should say, really. Because what we also have coming up in January is ProQuest season. It's, it's, it's the start of the year. It's our first competitive event. 
it is, you know, winner gets a PTI and a gold foil and gets to compete in the pro tour. Um, top eight gets sleeves. Wow. And if you enter, you get a metal fat That's token, cool. uh, resource token. So, um, a lot is, so, you know, we've been in the lull, we've been, you know, just kind of chilling, but now it's getting close. We're starting to see it January 15th and 16th is the first weekend for it. So we're starting to get into a month out at this point, four weeks to really get prepped up for it. So now I'm going to lead into this Singapore and, and, um, Hong Kong had a battle mm-hmm. hardened. Um, they showed us a few heroes that have done well. The Singapore one is very interesting because we actually have the whole metagame breakdown. Um, but before we get into that, I want to hear what you guys think might be the top heroes for this ProQuest season. Mm. You uh, I'm definitely going with Dash. I think Dash is going to be the main that takes it away. I'm surprised. Okay. I'm a little surprised that you're betraying... You're betraying the, the brotherhood. Like, I know, well, trust We were just talking about Briar. Trust me, Briar's my favorite. This is Briar's last thing, um, probably. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I think with all those new cards Dash has, and there's just so many Dash stands out there, that everyone's just going to rally with Dash, so the numbers are going to take over. Okay, so we're, you're going to see a huge surge That's what I'm thinking. I mean, Briar still might beat him out, but Dash would be where I put my okay. money. Yeah, I think with the, the Harpoon wave... That 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 uh, that card being released, I think it really adds to a lot of the uh, surprisability of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like I've said before to to many people who have beaten me, the the times that I really that I lose the most in this game is when I'm surprised. Right? When you don't know what's yeah. going on, you have to read the and card. I, You're like, oh, and, shit. and I think. I, I think Dash has access to that with the mm-hmm. Harpoon Pulse Wave or what have you. But also yeah. another hero who I think has that, just with the the play style and the lines that they have, is Ice Lexi. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna take all these arrows so that I can play out my four card hand, and then they just play out an Arctic Incarceration. It's like, oh, well now you can't even play out your four card hand. Mm-hmm. You know what's great, Jonathan, is that yesterday I played the Armory and I literally had those two situations happen to me. I faced a dash. And I had three of a kind hand. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take all this damage so I can bust out, you know? And then Pulse Wave Harpoon, and it's like, there goes my, a whole reason I was taking damage. And now I just took damage for nothing. Yikes. And then I faced a mirror, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is history of a kind turn, but I got an Art of War and three of a kind. So I'm going to have a bigger turn. I'm just going to take all this damage, whatever. Arctic Incarceration. Now my turns looks like crap. And it's like, yeah, those surprises are very real right now. Very real. Yeah, so, like, along that kind of train of thought, I think as far as the heroes that I'm really watching out for are, honestly, Icelander. You know, always Mm -hmm. just going to be a top hero. And has that extra ability to pivot with their instance from Arsenal and add in the Frostbite token. So I think that's kind of huge, right, in this meta. Um, And also just, like, a huge value deck based on what Michael Hamilton said about it. Um, So I think... Oh, yeah. Ice Lexi is going to be one of those. It's a hero that can pivot. It's probably the best aggro hero that also has like an ability to disrupt with being able to use out your insidious chills and those Arctic incarcerations as well. So I think you can add like a lot of really interesting pivot points within the game that 
um, people can't really come up with a game one game plan, right? Because you can you can change up so many different things mm-hmm. there. So I think that that's going to be one of the leading aggro decks, um, and it's also ice. So you know, probably a big theme to yeah. the heroes that I'm picking here. Ice is broken, yeah, man. This is so good. I, I, I do think Ice is broken. I do think Ice is actually... It's so broken. annoying to play against. It feels so good to play. And it's just... It's not good. I mean, realistically, we only got one card. We got we got one card to, to basically fight Ice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's the Thaw, right? And you had and to be Draconic. You had to be Draconic, and you had to put a really... Like, I'll just say it. You had to put a really shitty card in. Mm-hmm. No one's ever... Ever um, gonna use it. Get I rid mean, of that yes. Frostbite token. Yes. But I... let's not... Let's not talk about the worst cards in existence for Ice and that nobody else is really complaining about. Arctic Incarceration and Insidious Chill. Or not Arctic Incarceration. It's uh not it's not incarceration, it's uh No, it's like That card's Arctic, annoying though. <laughs> uh Ice Vein. Chill mm. Aether oh, Ice, Ice, Ice Vein. Yes. That card yeah. is so broken. Yeah. Like I mean, it did get Insidious Chill already has that ability, and it's really difficult to get off. And like, even Lexi having access to it is really annoying. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. Aether Ice Vein is the most pivotal card for Ice. It's only usable by one hero, and that hero <laughs> is easily the best hero in the game right now because there's no counter to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste a turn putting so... out Energy Potion. <laughs> do you think in that case that ice centers is still going to be relevant 100 percent. okay yeah okay i wonder i agree i think you, you go i think, I, I think you go the three ice heroes and then you have briar there as your fourth okay. and like honestly i think okay. i actually moves down to a tier okay all right that's you know that's that's a hot take. It seems pretty reasonable. Like I, I would, I get behind that way yeah. more than what I said. Right. Well, I do think Dash is going to have a surge. I do think that for sure. I do wonder how real this Lexi is. If this is something we're still talking about in two weeks or not. Um, like I said, this Battleheart did only have fifty people. Um, that you know, still give it to the Lexi player. It's still very good. Going nine zero mm-hmm. in that tournament is incredible. But I do wonder if a larger sample size, does Lexi still maintain her status? We'll see going forward. I played with it last night. I found a list that I believe is the first place list. I played with last night. And I was surprised on how well it did. I It was me and another Ice Lexi in the mirror for the you know for first place. So um, we did quite well. Uh, we beat a number of different decks too. So might be something here yeah to so i mean just from from my experience playing against this ice lexi list um and and just you know playing in general um i will say that being an aggro player into ice lexi it's like probably the most punishing experience i've ever been a part of and i'm talking like just kind of your your standard aggro your your zero mm-hmm. you're figured out you know the isaac's phylus or not phylus uh, briar list right isaac yali's briar list mm-hmm. right that's zero cost briar and then also just that zero cost phi going into that, it is super punishing to play against, right? Even if you have the blues. And yeah. like, in all honesty, like if aggro feels that bad into Lexi, into Ultim even, and even into Icelander, like I'm starting to think that the aggro 
the best aggro deck is the deck that can not only be aggressive but use ice as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Which that is kind of the um, kind of mid range almost. Like it's not mid range, but it's like a tempo based. You know, I don't think there's actually mid range in this mm -hmm. game. I think there's like a tempo based mm -hmm. um, versus like aggro and then control and combo. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that's real. Okay, so now. There is a few heroes that we have not talked about that um, when we look at the Singapore meta were the most represented and both made appearances in the top eight. Hmm. You have any guesses? Reiner? Reiner okay, is okay. one of them. Okay. Uh, uh, this one's on you, Jonathan. Why? <laughs> I already guessed one of them. <laughs> is it Dash? I mean, we've already talked about no, that. Right? Like, it's not. Yeah, we haven't mentioned this hero's name at all. Not even once. Okay, we made it like early, early on, but not when we're talking about the next. Early, early on. Oh no, pop quiz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really is. I don't know. I yeah, you got me. I'm, I'm not an all ideas right. man here. Well, it's it's a guardian, but it's not Oldham. It's Bravo. Oh, are you talking about the smashing good time dominate Bravo into Dash being like? I mean, yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And I do think it's because of Dash that Bravo is making more of an appearance than old him. Uh, because Bravo has a little bit of an easier time into that matchup. Um, and then you kind of got to think about, okay, well, you know, where did Oldham have it better than Bravo, which was, I think Oldham had it better in Icelander and Nafai. But Bravo doesn't have a bad matchup in Nafai. If he gets the right cards, he can he can deal with Nafai. Um, Briar could be an issue. Um, and you, you, Bravo can block out Lexi. But uh, Icelander, I think, is a tougher matchup for Bravo. Mm. But then it makes me wonder, are we seeing a possible decrease in Icelander because maybe people are starting to figure out how to play against Icelander. I think that's a good point. I think that's mm -hmm. a good point. I also think just Icelander is a hard deck to learn, so it probably scares people to learn that one. It also, that might be a, you know, a case is that, you know, we're looking at a, or we're thinking about a meta, but really when it comes down to this uh, pro tour or this pro quest season, it's really whatever mm -hmm. your meta is, your local meta, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, how well does your Icelander players play the game. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's really what you're coming out looking at. And so maybe that's why you don't necessarily have to spec into Icelander. Well, exactly. What well, that Lexi went, what, 9 0? So it was only 50 person battle hard. And maybe that's just their entire meta. So they were just able to spike it with a deck they know that would outcompete of it all. I mean, it did face three Bravos. Oh, three. Okay. I know. So, yeah. That's a lot and of Bravos. Should be a Bravo right? favored matchup. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think uh, Bravo is getting to that point now where he's becoming that theory hero that comes back every every season or so, where it's like, oh, let's like that, that two energy for Dominate. That seems kind of good. Let's, let's explore this a little bit. So, mm -hmm. he does usually make a mark early on and then. You know, we see the meta I, change, um, which I do want to say real quick that the meta changes have been great. Um, even last season, we did 
end up with a few decks at the end, but those decks in themselves shifted as far as like the deck mm-hmm. list goes. So um, I think we're we're getting great metas and great decks out of this. Oh, yeah. Especially with the new dynasty. Yeah, I think there's been a, a good amount of variety here. And I think like some of that conversation on the variety kind of pushes forward here with uh, ProQuest season coming up because I think what we're talking about here is also an opportunity to get some living legend points on the yeah. board for mm-hmm. maybe a hero yes. that has zero right now, right? You know, just that big goose egg, right? Yes. So what does what do they need for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it seems like a conversation that's happening right now is that there there's a community you know we've already got the cult activity for the <laughs> players now now oh, they're yes. starting a union now oh, now yeah they haven't been yeah they're gotten crazy here they've been they've been mingling in the break room right? <laughs> and yep. now they're all they're trying to see who can get the first person to living legend point azalea just get her those get her those points you be a hero if you books. do you're like you're going to the history books for that one i mean levi you know when we were we were all gave him like a 15 minute segment yeah. in our podcast because we were like oh azalea top eight all right we'll do what levi couldn't get number one like in all honesty at that point do they just deserve like one of those embossed gold like pro tour <laughs> azaleas at that point right or it's I like think so. you know, truly like it, this is like the one time outside of pro tour that you get one of these right like <laughs> yeah i bet something special happens for the first oh one. yeah lss is going to do something for sure i mean i i would imagine that they do something right because i would hope they get an article at the very like least. with with James White coming out in that article saying that he expects Azalea to to be a huge, you know, to make some waves this next year, right? So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think we can see it. I think I think it's coming. So right now we have Azalea, which is the zero. We also have our new hero, um, Arachne, mm-hmm. Arachne, or Arachne, um, that is also at zero. Um, now, obviously, you know. Uh, which I found out, by the way, this guy is gender, or this person is gender fluid, um, or whatever that means. I don't know if that is going to pertain to anything or not in the future, but we'll see. Anyways, Arachne is new, so that's why it doesn't have any points, but maybe, um, you know, no one's See, that's the hero I still want to play. The first person to solve the deck. You know, if we if we see... Uh, t- uh, like you know, some points on the board for Rackney. All right, I think that's mm-hmm. that's good praise as well. You're the first one to put you know put points in and first one to solve the deck because no one solved that mm-hmm. deck yet. Yeah, right. When when Starbo was solved, all of a sudden, where it's like, all right, I'm gonna have to put in 17. Yeah. Oh, I so... remember when Eric called me that night. He's like, "Switch it up, champ. It's solved." So yeah. there could be an opportunity here, or maybe a lack of opportunity, mm-hmm. if you will, because if Arachne does end up getting solved and it becomes a huge deck in the meta, surgical extraction is going to go up to two hundred dollars. It'll be oh, so gosh. gross. Oh my so gosh, buy your yeah. cards now. Oh, and that, and that coal foil Ooh. coming up. Whew. Or that coal foil mask of perdition. That's already at like one fifty something. Yeah, it's going to be more so expensive good. than the uh, Road to Nats uh, Icelander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Week. This will be the best skirmish season um, yet, then. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so one thing I want to talk about, um, going back to the Singapore mm-hmm. meta, is um, just kind of the heroes that um, didn't make a huge splash. And that's Bolton, which makes sense. It's a very hard time for Bolton players. Mm-hmm. Very hard time. I played with the new um, the new Fable, or uh, Legendary, not Fable. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. It does get around Blizzard. That's really cool. But, uh, boy, does it really hurt when one of your swords get Oasis respited. And then it's like, yeah, that's uh, not going to be dealing damage this turn. And this is my combo turn, so that's cool. Um, so, yeah, he didn't do too well. Um, there's another one here. It doesn't have... I, I'm pretty sure this color has always been associated with Oldham. Not a lot of Oldham's in this. And we didn't see one in the mm-hmm. top eight. And then Azalea and Arachne, um, and then Dorinthia. Um, all didn't do too well. The most represented was Bravo, Reinar, and then Icelander and Fi. So uh, I think we might be seeing some splashes with Reinar. I do think Reinar also got some stuff, so we'll see. So uh, I, I just wanted to, to ask yeah. you real quick, like with the, the kind of like old him not being kind of talked about as much, you know, Ultim was yeah. prevalent this last this last meta recently because of the the Fies and the Briars, right? Kind of trying mm-hmm. to put them down with those on hits. Do you do you think that yep. we're gonna see Ultim as prevalent? I think the um, introduction of Dash makes Oldham um, a little less uh, well positioned. Now Oldham has to um, put in stuff like smashing good times. And has to kind of get ready for that matchup, as well as still having to deal with Icelander and Fi, because those are still heroes in this meta. So I think it puts a little bit more stress and strain on Oldham. So I do think we will see a bit of a dip for Oldham. Yeah, so like with that kind of being said, like I've talked to a Lexi player before who's a, an avid Lexi main, and he said the reason why he didn't play Lexi at Worlds was because Oldham kills Lexi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is traditionally very true so yeah 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 uh it's kind of a you know rock paper scissor right now uh it really is like i wish i could say hey guys hey listeners um pick this hero this hero is going to do it for you uh but truly there's bad matchups for each hero all within the top of the meta yeah i would just say like just Um, going in blind i i think icelander is going to be the best because i think it just has one of those those things where it's like difficult even into its bad matchups, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like it, 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 it puts in enough, enough hurt and enough craziness in there where it's like, um, I, I think it, it's just always going to be a dark horse in a way. Right. So, yeah, I think decks that have the ability to shift their game plan within the game itself, always in a great position. Icelander has that ability. Um, I think Oldham has that ability. And then when you're looking at decks that when you sit across, you don't know who you're facing up against. That's like a Lexi or a Dash, which, you know, I think that's a huge advantage as well. So I think all those heroes are very well positioned. You know what you're going to get with Fi. You know what you're going to get with Briar. Uh, I know there's new Briar decks out there, but it's still, they still run all the same way. Um, but the decks that can kind of get you, I think, are the decks that can really 
you're going to see yeah. the most success with. That was, so that's so with that being said, and like with kind of like the decks that we're talking about and kind of like the features that they have available to them right now, do you think that this is kind of setting yeah. up to be a, like, how do you feel as far as like a competitive format going into to ProQuest? Like just initial thoughts here. Um, how do you feel about what this, these deck lists look like? And like, what do you think this means for the future of competitive Flesh and Blood? I... I really like how um, innovative the decks are getting. I think what we're going to see as far as a competitive wise is that we are going to see the usual suspects as like the top meta. But I think what Dynasty really allowed for is you are going to get more wild cards this um, season. You're going to see decks like Reinar. Um, they, Reinar had a PTI. Um, there's a PTI event in the scene for it. Reinar won that one. Um, Lexi, another one, um, you know, these are, uh, you know, maybe B or A tier type decks, or, well, I'd say probably a B tier, B tier type decks, even C tier that have one. So I think it hasn't done too much to the, like mm -hmm. the A tier decks, but it really has allowed for those B and C tier decks to be able to get a few wins and to get, you know, um, a first place here and there. So I think uh, the the overall, uh, what is that? The overall field got a lot wider. Yeah, for sure. A lot of options. A lot of options available to the people that want to expand upon those. So um, really interesting competitively. Um, I mean, the only thing that like ever even comes out as a concern even is just um, Aether Ice Vein. But <laughs> I think, I, I imagine that that is on like the target for... Like that's that's gonna be a targeted card for Icelander if it becomes too prevalent in the meta. Mm -hmm. I could see if if Icelander needs a nerf, that would I mean that's what they did for Blitz. I could see mm -hmm. that being one. Um, I personally believe that we are gonna see a bit of a dip in Icelander, um, just because I think the wider the field gets, the harder it is for Icelander, and I do think it's starting to get solved. I feel more comfortable into Icelander now. Well, also Dash is pretty um, good into Icelander now, right, too? Dash is also very good in Icelander as well. She has plenty of blues. AB3 mm -hmm. is easy. And can, you know, Dash has always been very good against Wizards in general with the Teclo Pounder option. Um, and I think, you know, this is something that might put a halt in Icelander's success. Man, every time, every time I think I've got the meta solved, we just keep going in that rock, paper, scissors circle. It's, it truly is just a little sick of everything uh, here. It's like, by the end of these yeah. conversations, we end up having, like, that diagram from, uh, <laughs> like, have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. Or he's, like, he, he's, like, got, like, the crazy meme going on with, like, the cigarette and, like, all, like, the, <laughs> wire, the, the red wire on it. Oh, yeah. Right, mm. right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's truly, truly it is trying to solve That's this. Right. Um, I, you know what? Uh, I, I heard that you know, Michael Hamilton took off, you know, weeks from work to, to get his deck where it was. So, right. you know, maybe, maybe that was him. Maybe that was him just, you know, doing the, the red strings around weeks from trying work. to figure wow. it out. And, My man. Yeah, maybe that's just what, what you gotta do. You gotta get insane with it. Yeah, gotta, uh, gotta drink four that. cups, four cups of coffee at least before you start thinking about Icelander, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> 
All right. All right. So let's just do it for the listeners here real quick for all of our Sneeples, sneeples. out there. Um, yeah, our Sneeples out there. So if the ProQuest uh, was tomorrow, what deck are you playing? I'll start with you, Jonathan. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. So don't think too much on it. Just Okay. Well, it'd be Briar. Um, and it would be, be the belittle okay. cash and briar. Nice. A little cash and briar. Yeah. But briar is starting to become a little bit royal. Now. Yeah. I, I've been really enjoying kind of experimenting with the, the royal class. Now, given that, like, kind of into like your more meta decks, you probably don't want to play it against ice because um, you can be targeted when you want to cash in. So I think that's probably mm-hmm. a cause of concern there, but um, just really having a good time with that. I will say that um, if I am running the cash in briar, I would lean more towards the belittle to be able to pay for those extra resources. If I get the cash in after already spending my gold token, I don't, I do not okay. like running three cash ins in a zero cost prior. That's fair. Yeah. Because it's a little mm-hmm. hard to, yeah. And it's it like, out. yeah, you can always use the tunic, but if you're going to go that option, like, I feel like you only run two in the credit dichotomy to make up those three cards. But like, I don't think you, I don't sure. think you dedicate four cards to just that. So, um, enough, just just putting that out there. Um, I think that that zero cost briar is actually solved. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I think it's been yeah. You know what deck to run if you if you if you're running that briar. So I think you have two choices here. I think you go yeah. either the belittle uh, cash in briar, or I think you go standard briar if you're going to do that. But that's just my opinions. Okay. I'm going cash in briar. Sorry. Nice. All right. Cash and Briar. All right, Gabe, so, it is tomorrow. What do you play? Okay, so that's the bad thing. So there's, like, the logical part of me and, like, the side that I already knew I decided upon. Um, so I won't be able to play in okay. Progress season, sadly. But I was I was going to show up with Arachne um, just because the meta where I okay. am located at isn't necessarily as competitive. Like, it's still competitive, but don't get me wrong. But um, I think last season I played a Cav Dean when we were in CC. Um so you're, you're trying to put... Uh, I, yeah, I think Arachne would probably... It might not be the best deck into that field, but I think it would still have a shot. And I think if I got enough reps in with it... Well, if you're facing Jonathan, you might just reach his side as that. I feel good. <laughs> so I, don't, I want to play Arachne. I'm super interested. I think if, it, if I had lived in an area that had like super uber competitive areas, um, it would probably be the Pummel, uh, Frostfang, Oldham. That's Look, if you, right. if if I'm playing that Royal Briar and you're coming at me with a Regicide, I'm gonna look at that card and be like, "There's there's text on it. I don't need to read it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the damage. I'm gonna hold on to my hand, right? And then, I'm gonna hold on to my channels. Yeah, I got a big turn. Uh, got, here comes the big one, boys. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. I like it. I like it. I like that. You know what? That's that's a narrative. You know, get the first uh, points on the board, and also probably be the first person on a competitive setting to get registered. That'd be cool. It'd be so cool. I mean, like it's still competitive over there, but I don't know. It's smaller crowd, more fun. Definitely more of like a homey vibe than a definitely toxic, like high stress competitive. Yeah, I am kind of curious. Like, really, really happy to hear you put out the uh, the Arachne. Kind of curious on to seeing how prevalent that's going to be because like, you know, we saw with warrior coming out that that was going to be more of the attack reaction hero. So with Arachne <laughs> also coming right. out, like having access to those attack reactions, it's kind of Dude, cool to see. So good. Yeah. 
I mean, no one necessarily knows how to, or no one knows what Arachne deck you're mm-hmm. going to be facing when it's across from you. Yeah, they get the element you know? of surprise. Um, yeah, so I and think they might not have play tested uh, against it, so they might not know how to play against it. If if you solved it, no one else has seen it yet. I mean, how that's how Michael Hamilton mm-hmm. did it, right? So it's a yeah. I really want to see an attack reaction deck become prevalent in the meta because, like, I I really think that we haven't really had a lot of opportunity to explore that side of the game as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to. The attack reaction, defense reaction. Um, it, at that level, so um, really, really hoping to see that. So I think that's a really good pick. And yeah, sorry, sorry that you can't play, but yeah, it is what it is. So it goes. Um, I, so for my pick, I uh, I made a mistake. I asked my my partner Shine, and I say, "Hey, what do you want to play?" And she says, "Dash." And I was like, okay. "Like, I guess I won't." <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'm not playing Dash because. Um, my pick was definitely uh, Dash going into the season. Um, now I think I have to default to Oldham, but I'm definitely running Smashing Good Times because I definitely plan to see more mm-hmm. Dash um, if it was tomorrow. I could very well be changing the Icelander or even Briar or maybe even Lexi now. Uh, but if it's tomorrow, I'm playing Oldham with Smashing Good Times. Yeah, yeah it's a good right. time. Uh, I. <laughs> I think that's about all that you know. We we kind of missed in the time between podcasts here. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? No, I think uh, oh, I think we good. Yeah, covered everything. Well, let me just go on record saying that I thought you guys both did a great job uh, on the last podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> we missed this. Gave you so we missed the so captain. Hilarious. I missed the captain. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were lost without uh, you. No, you steered the ship quite well. Um, all right. Well, if that's all, then I'm going to end this out. Just want to thank the listeners. Um, thanks to all you steeples out there. We are always growing. I say that every time, but sure enough, every time we grow. I mean, our last podcast had like almost 200 mm-hmm. views or something. So it's like, that's awesome. That's great. Keep it going. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And obviously, thank you very much to Mr. Gabe Hohenstein and John White. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate you every week. I look forward to these podcasts. Thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, this has been episode 16. I hope we gave you guys more confusion than what we have (laughs) for what the meta is. Um, But until the next one, until prepping up for the ProQuest season, keep on fabbing. I'll catch you guys later.